I'm Daniel, the Past Life Regressionist, and it's time to begin. This is Timeless Spirituality. Hey everyone, welcome back to Time with Spirituality. This is a fun one today. It's a fun, lighthearted one. I believe that there's a lot of good substance in it, and I'm excited to release it. It's an episode that was recorded back in the fall of 2022. So it's a, it's like a good fine-aged cheese or wine, or I was about to say yogurt, but I don't think, well, you know, it probably wouldn't be good if, well, yeah, we don't need to go there. Anyways... With all of that said, if you would like to book a regression with me to discover who, when, and where you have been throughout time, you can reach me on Instagram at the Past Life Regressionist or my website, thepastliferegressionist.com. And now, it's time to begin. The fancy water. I buy one of these a week, and I just refill it. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, this is like the size of my head. <laughs> oh, I'm not... That prissy. And Fair plus, enough. it's it's the generic one from Whole Foods. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, yes. I know exactly what water that is. Then. So it's not a, you know, $8 glacier water from the Italian Alps. Yep. The fact that that is sold is nuts. But it is Italian mineral water. Hey, you Whatever know, I'll take it. Look at my be. last name. I don't know what it means, but I'll take it. <laughs> Such a cool last name. It is. Did you tell your husband what I said last time? Oh yeah, he loves he loves that. So shit. cool, so cool. He's like so cool. his um his nana and nanu are in town tonight. So after this, I'm I'm having some homemade marinara and meatballs, and I'm pretty excited. <laughs> nice goes with the last name. Exactly. Ah, uh, ready to roll? Yes. I right, here we go. <clears throat> Claire, thank you for being here. How you doing today? Thank you for having me. I am really happy it's Friday. <laughs> well, it's Friday for us, but people listen to this on Tuesdays. Fair enough. Well, I'm happy it's Friday, listeners. That's how I'm doing today. <laughs> yeah, me too. Good. Okay. And, <laughs> and as the listeners have heard so many times, I've, I mean, I've recorded so many episodes. I am such a goober at the beginning. I, I don't know what the hell to say. I, the formalities of it, I, I just don't know. I'm like, yeah, do I make some remark right now about, well, it's Tuesday or it's not Friday, it's Tuesday, and then be like, oh, yeah, well, cheers. It's like the, uh, what do I do with my hands from Talladega yeah. Nights, but your voice, yeah. Yeah, I'm I total dork. I, I get it. I get it. I mean, it's like, you know, if you want to start it in an authentic way, it's, it's either that or you're going to be asking, like, <clears throat> you're going to be doing it in, like, some cheesy way that's just, like, off-brand and just be weird whatever that's real life one day i'll figure it out yeah maybe not maybe you will who knows yeah people are listening they like it i guess you're right <laughs> <laughs> okay are you ready for the first question i think so what is your favorite song about time and why so 
I feel very cliche saying this. I do. So I'm going to give a baby backstory with it. But Time by Pink Floyd truly is my favorite song about time. And I will say something really cool, really quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, 1973. Oh, yeah, that's pretty badass. (laughs) Is that the year it came out? I'm assuming. Shit, was it 75? Well, that was on Dark Side of the Moon, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, this is a new thing I'm doing because I have this game I play sometimes where I beat Siri. And someone said, oh, you should do that on podcast. It's like, okay, I should. Wait, let's let's double check that really quick. I was about to say, you can literally always just cut it out, so it's okay. <laughs> oh, no. If I'm wrong, I'll leave it in. I'm not going to be wrong here, though. It's going to be 73 or 75. I mean, it sounds right off the top of my head. But I clearly wasn't alive, so I, I can't confirm. Time. Music. Songs. Yep, Dark Side of the Moon, 1973. There you go. First answer was right. <laughs> you knew. Okay, but sorry about that. No. I no should worries. give everyone a heads up. I mean, like, yeah. That, hey, <laughs> we as digress. As, you say, as soon as you say the song, I'm just going to cut in really quick. So you have a story for that. Baby story. I just want to say, like, I didn't just Google favorite songs about time. You know, like, I have had the same best friend since I was born. Our moms were pregnant together and her dad was obsessed with Pink Floyd. So I really did grow up listening to Pink Floyd all the time. They were my neighbors. So (laughs) this was one of those songs that, you know, I always liked, I always liked Pink Floyd, but now where I'm at today, I feel like it's such a, as an adult version of me, I'm like, yeah, no wonder I like this song. It's literally about, you know, when you're young and there's all this time to kill in the beginning of the song, like la-di-da, you're bored almost, there's so much time. And then one day you wake to find, you know, like someone shot the starting gun without telling you. And you're like, oh my God, I have no time left. And that is literally what, and now I relate to that. Like that's what my quarter life crisis felt like. So (laughs) this song now has this like whole new meaning of why I love it so much than it did when I was five. cool (laughs) well thank you for that yeah all right are you ready for the next question i think so who is claire oh what a question i take it back i'm not ready no i'm kidding (laughs) who is claire claire is i mean I'm going to go back to kind of what we were just talking about before we started recording, because I feel like very tied to this soul version of myself. I always say this iteration of my soul when I'm referring to Claire and it's this mixture of like super Aquarian and super Pisces energy just mashed into one person, which I think is you know, biasly or not, a really cool combination of energies. It's this like, I feel like a very paradoxical person. I'm both extremely rational, logical, skeptical even, but I'm also so open-minded and open-hearted and intuitive and like fluid at the same time. So it's, I, I feel like a paradox. Claire is a paradox and cool with that. Well, you're in a good space here because as the listeners know, 
I'm quite a fan of Aquarius Risings, even though I know you're not one. I think that Aquarius Rising is the best of the 12, and I think the other 11 are amazing. They're all tied for second place. <laughs> but it's a cool energy, so I salute all that Aquarius energy in your chart. Yes. I'm we not have, biased been... at all to Aquarius Rising, by the no, way. No, not at all, and neither am I as a stellium there, so it's fine. <laughs> it's, it is, I mean, subjectively the best. You know, Agreed. no, no, I'm not even going to say subjectively. It is objectively <laughs> the Superior. best rising sign of all. I mean, Aquarius totally, rising is super right? cool. I it mean, really is. I my niece is an Aquarius rising, and I was so excited when I found that out. So excited! I was like, "Yes, we're going to be best friends." <laughs> Let's just say that I am a Pisces rising minus a few minutes. Okay. Okay. I like that. That's yeah. that's a solid combo right there too. You know I can appreciate that. So I'm I'm not biased to Aquarius rising. No. Cuz it's a few minutes. <laughs> Just a few. Yeah. Anyways, before I keep patting the Aquarius risings on the back, the best we could of do it all, all signs. Day. You know what? <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> we're going to we're going to audible and just talk about that today Let's actually. Just talk about how cool the Aquarius risings are so emotionally detached in the best way possible if it's just about that one placement but you know as we we understand it's about the whole chart as a whole none of that just bullshit sun sign thing oh if you're you're this placement you're that there's so much more than just the big three. Oh my gosh so complex it's like the depth that you can go is almost a little scary <laughs> it's a deep deep rabbit hole and there are certain placements that will even enhance the best of all the rising signs. I feel like you have some in mind and I'm curious. <laughs> I don't. Okay. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I mean, I have my theories, but we'll just, okay. So today we're here to talk about what is a quarter life crisis? So Claire, what you got? We love the segue. Uh, I mean, I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory in the name in a lot of ways, but the the themes that I always see tying and like tying to a quarter life crisis. I should are... mind if I jump in there really quick. Yeah. So last night I was talking to a friend saying, "Hey, I'm going to be having an interview tomorrow about a quarter life crisis," and what my friend asked is, "When does that occur?" And I said, "I, th you know, I of course I, I went for the astrological reference. I'm like I think that it's probably the Saturn square up until the Saturn return. So figure what, 21 to 23, 28 to 30, somewhere in that range. Because what are we basing as the quarter life? Like what is the quarter life mark? Because if it's 25, then we're insinuating that someone's going to live 100 years. But is, I mean, is that or is it just an expression? Because sometimes people say they're having a midlife crisis in their mid-30s, which, you know, astrologically, that's not the case. But sometimes it's just an expression. So when, in your mind, is the quarter-life crisis? If you have one, because not everyone has to necessarily have one. Totally. No, I. so I like how you just laid it out. Um, I was using it as an expression more so than like this very defined period of time, though I for sure account for the Saturn <laughs> transits as well. And I feel like kind of the tail 
end of it for a lot of people, like you just mentioned, is like the coming out of it stage, if you will, is that Saturn return period. Mm -hmm. But to me, where it, it might start creeping up from that 21, 23 to 25 ish range, but I definitely feel like people start to notice it more around that progressed lunar return phase around, you know, what is that like 27 ish, like right before the Saturn return really hits that, that reparenting stage. Cause I feel like that's almost this like precursor of <laughs> you recognizing a lot of things that you've never maybe had to come to terms with before in your life, in your adult life. And I, I saw um, another astrologer posted something recently that I really appreciated on this. And it was like, this is that phase when you're no longer the youngest adult in the room. And I was like, yes, that is what it feels like. <laughs> it's, it's that, oh shit moment. I'm not I'm not the baby. And I, I am a little bit closer to the, these people that I thought were you know, the adults last year. And that can breed a lot of fear and confusion and anxiety. And those were the words that I was going to tie to it that I, no matter what's spurring it for you, like those are the words that people are always feeling. And I often see frustration tied to it as well, because when you're feeling that confusion and, and like lack of direction, you can feel really frustrated because the further off course you are, it's really it can be really hard to figure out, you know, what to even do about your situation to get out of it. Cool. <laughs> this, there's a lot of Aquarius energy at play here right now. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, oh my are God. you comfortable talking about maybe some of the themes of your quarter life crisis? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, mine really came out of this without sounding annoying. <laughs> it came out of this, this feeling of, wow, I have, I have a really good life. Like I genuinely couldn't point to anything quote unquote wrong or off. And that's where a lot of the frustration comes from of, okay, then why am I feeling so confused and anxious and directionless and lacking purpose? I have a really good job. I have a really good relationship. I have great friends and family that are supportive. Like nothing's out of order. Why do I feel this way? Uh, and that is really where it started for me. And, you know, 2020 was when mine hit big time. It was creeping up prior to that, but there was no avoiding it <laughs> when you're trapped in your house during the pandemic. And ultimately it led me down this, you know, the spiritual awakening rabbit hole among others. And that just led me to realizing like any other existential crisis, there's just more to life than doing everything you were supposed to do, which is why I thought my life was so good. You know, I had the, the job that I went to school for and was doing really well at it. And it's like, that doesn't mean just because you're good at it doesn't mean it's what you should be doing. <laughs> you know, it's interesting that you bring up that everything was going well for you because without sounding too pretentious, I do have a shadow work coach. And I was having this conversation with her the other day. Her name's Riss. I mean, I brought her up many times on the show before. 
Go check her out, all my ancestors on Instagram. And she even brought up this concept that something positive can act as a trigger for shadow work. And in this situation, I think that's the perfect example. So, I mean, I wanted to point that out because I don't think shadow work only needs to be done from a place of, oh, the shadows, everything is so dark outside and, and I just wake up crying every morning. And by the way, I'm not mocking anyone in this situation. God damn it, Claire, bring it all that Aquarius energy. Sorry, sorry. We're a little too real. So I think that that's great that you brought that up because, yeah, everything can be going great for you, but you can still feel very empty. And, and there's nothing wrong with you if you're feeling that way. Well, yeah, that I love that you brought that up because I then, of course, throughout the uh, the course of that period of going through this and figuring out what I was going to do about it, I had so many of those little positive triggers come up. Like I would get a raise at work. I'm in the top performers at work. They're praising me for all these things. And I was getting pissed, you know, on my own time, getting triggered. Like, that's not what I want to be known for. You know, like I'm like getting all this attention for things I didn't want. And that actually is what made me realize, oh, this is probably not what I should be doing. And yeah, so it was it was definitely a lot of that positive pushing me to explore further because it was like I have what everything I wanted to have and I'm still really not <laughs> feeling fulfilled. What would be your suggestion to someone say in a similar position that you were in if that comes up for them? Number 1 would be have compassion for yourself. Like just start there because I know I I felt a lot of guilt in the beginning of this for feeling that way. It's like, who are you to feel this way right now? There are so many people who would kill to have your life and you're complaining about it, not even out loud. <laughs> it's like, first, first have compassion for yourself because I sat silently with guilt for a long time before I even vocalized it. And when you can accept that to, to what you just said, that it's okay to be feeling like that, even though you, you think you shouldn't with your circumstances, then start to explore any curiosities, like light, dark, whatever you want to label them, start to explore them and see where they take you, see what they are revealing about yourself or your interests or your past or your future or whatever it is, just follow those. That's really what I did. And I'm not going to say everyone's going to pan out the way you want it to, but it's going to, it's going to tell you something about yourself and help you to slowly piece together what direction you do want to head in. What if your eyes are closed when those things come up? What then? I'll give you a good example. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm intrigued. Oftentimes I will have people come to me for a session and they'll say something along the lines of, well, I don't know how to explore what interests me. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. And sometimes I point it out and sometimes I don't. You found your way to a past life regression. So there was some door that was opened up or that you opened in order to walk through that door and explore those curiosities. So I don't want to say that they're, that they're blind to that necessarily, but that sometimes it's difficult to see that you are 
actually exploring those things without being aware of it. Yeah. I, so I think that's twofold. My answer to that is twofold. I think there's a fine line that I feel like, yeah, it's, it's challenging to see <laughs> now that I am in this seat. I'm like, Oh, there's so many people that I could just help to redirect. I can tell they're unhappy and they don't want to hear it though. They're not ready to quote unquote, open their eyes yet sometimes. And it's like that reminder to myself that that's okay. Some people are meant to experience this at a uh, midlife crisis stage, <laughs> not mm -hmm. quarter life, you know? Um, so I'm really here to help the people who are ready to go there and willing to go there because I don't, I don't want to push anybody who's not ready. Cause it's like you said, it's like, you can, sometimes that's going to pan out. Sometimes they're going to accidentally fall into the, the path that they mean to by not even knowing they're exploring these things, but they are. And other times it's probably going to bring up things that they weren't ready to, to reveal if they were forced into that situation before they needed to be. So here's the beauty of this platform. While I agree with you about not pushing anyone or forcing anyone before they're ready, we can, again, it's not always best to make assumptions, but if someone's listening to this podcast, we can pretty much assume that they're at least you know <laughs> they're receptive yeah they're re exactly yeah totally i mean i think a, a big piece of it and a lot of what i do with my clients is like if you're same same with my clients if you're coming to me you're open enough to exploring it whether you're you know how to do it or not <laughs> mm -hmm. if you will and so it's the further they are from like you know having the the eyes fully open and wanting to explore these things consciously if you will the more I know they probably have some sort of deconditioning and, you know, inner child work that probably needs to be done, whether with me or not, they need to take away and peel away some of these layers of what they think they should be doing versus what, you know, you, you literally just can do. <laughs> You're allowed to do just by being a human and being alive. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, at this point, it's just like, shit, do I do it? Shit, I don't cuss on the podcast. Shit, I'm stalling right now. Shit, I got myself into this because if I would have just kept my mouth shut, nothing would have happened right now. Shit, it means I have to commit right now. Shit, okay, sure, we can talk about my quarter life crisis a bit now. Then shit, okay, D, you're doing it. Shit, shit, why did you invite all this Aquarius energy on the podcast? Shit, just shut the fuck up and just say it. Now that I've composed myself. <laughs> um so for me i believe my quarter life crisis started yeah around 21 22 and as i've talked about on the show before i came down with an autoimmune disorder when i was 21 a couple weeks away from turning 22 and the beauty of coming down with that autoimmune disorder at the time was it knocked me on my ass absolutely knocked me on my ass. And, I, and I've said absolutely twice today, and I don't like to use that word, but in these couple of circumstances, it's okay. There, there were always exceptions to the rule. The beauty of that was I had nothing but time to then explore what it was that would make me happy because I got caught up in the rat race a bit, the, you know, this rat race of life. I was someone who things came to me later than they came to everyone else. 
And after my freshman year of college, I left early because, well, I mean, I've completed the year, although I was on academic probation. Uh, <laughs> it's another it story. There. Uh, I mean, that was, would have been my second semester at academic probation or probation at that point. But I mean, I'm graduating at 34. Uh, not, not from VA. KK, stop, D, stop, stop. And I had this mindset at the time of, I'm going to leave this environment because I want to be ahead of the curve when those who are my age graduate college three years from now. I want to be in a position where I am their superior once they enter the workforce. And I got caught up in this world that I didn't like. It was a disgusting world of just shit. And my quarter life crisis brought me around to the exploration of my creativity because I had the time to do it and I had to find something that I was good at. And I was very fortunate to have that time to figure that out. Now, there was also a part of me at the time that was very angry that I was brought up in a system that didn't encourage that type of creativity, that I had to sit in some bullshit chemistry class instead of a music class or instead of a creative writing class. I mean, yeah, sure, woodwork was cool, but I also would have rather been playing an acoustic guitar at the time. That would have been amazing to learn an instrument when I was in high school. And so there was, there was that frustration of, if only I had found this earlier, what would my life be like now? And I think that that was a justified feeling to have. But as I tell people now who will say to me, what would my life have been like had I found past life regression 10 years ago or found astrology 10 years ago or found this 10 years ago and my answer to them is well it's a good thing you found it now and not 10 years from now and that was the beauty of my quarter life crisis and I think that all culminated as we were talking about earlier around the time when I was 28 when I really started to fall into all of this I mean that of course that brought up just a whole other sleuth of shit for me that I had to address at the time and stuff that I'm still addressing to this day. Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, that's where I'm at right now. I am now following what I learned during my quarter life crisis. I'm at the end of being 29 right now. I'm in the, the last quarter of it. And I feel like I, I am in this phase where I have this whole new set of limiting beliefs and traumas and triggers and you know these pieces of my personality coming out that I'm like whoa I haven't had to deal with that didn't know that existed because I was living a completely different life literally a year ago <laughs> and and up until that point so it's like this whole new set of things that you haven't had to deal with definitely present themselves when you decide to follow a different path and shift directions and change how you're showing up in the world. But now I have the space and capacity and willingness to actually learn from it and see it. And what's it like to see it now? Interesting. It's, it's very, I mean, I think you and I were talking about this as well. It's, it's this, I have a desire to see all parts of myself and humanity and the world around me. So it's, it's not scary to me 
to be with all pieces, the good, the bad, the ugly, if you will. <laughs> but it's definitely, it can be a little bit paralyzing at times when you don't know what the next step is and that that lesson in learning how to surrender where I'm like okay now I know that's what I have to do because I've done it enough times but oof actually knowing that and doing that are different things <laughs> all right so I'm going to put you on the spot right now fair enough I don't think you'll hate me for it but if you do, I whatever. showed up I signed up for it go for it so I've made a rule for myself when it comes to bringing people on that I want them to have some experience underneath their belt because I've had people who I've brought on who have started their professional journey and then drifted away. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it made me second guess myself and the people who I brought in. Now, we're not just talking about the podcast, but it's also Instagram Lives that I did. And the other part of the rule I made is that it's okay if I know someone. If it's someone that I've worked with, it, okay, yeah. And it's almost as if you knew, because we met on an app that's for podcast hosts and guests. It's almost as if you knew that I was an Aquarius rising and you knew all the right things to say. <laughs> and then we talked and I was sold within a couple minutes. I didn't give a shit about your credentials. I'm like, whatever. She's been doing this. Just it's brief, but she's coming from a place of experience. Now that's also what I think sets you apart in that respect is that you've gone through your quarter life crisis. You're really at the tail end of it. So you're still in the thick of it. So that's why I'm not going to ask you questions about, well, how can this apply to a midlife crisis? Yeah. Because I think that would just be foolish. I'd be great. And as you, you're in this world more and more, and as you talk to more and more people, yeah, maybe you'll get your bearings straight there. Why did I make the right decision by trusting my gut and putting you on today? Ooh, why that did... is a non-the-spot question. <laughs> One that I think you can handle, though. No, I like it. I like it. And I appreciate just that whole lead up into it. Thank you. I, I mean, I feel, I feel like we were instantly, there was a connection there. We definitely could see, I don't want to say eye to eye, but there was this, like this knowing that we were going to have a good conversation and, and probably stay connected after this. Mm. <laughs> Um, and I do agree that I probably would have the same exact idea of guests on my podcasts. I'm like, who are you? You don't even know what you're doing yet. Uh, you don't, you don't even know what's going to happen yet. And I think that I know that <laughs> I know that about myself. I know that I'm new and I, I think what makes me feel okay about that. And what makes me actually feel really good about where I'm at is that I probably the most common thing I hear from my clients is I love that it's, it's like you're a step ahead of me, but we're going through this together. Like that is one of the most common things that I hear. And it's so reassuring. They're like, you just got this feedback within the past month or this download or this insight. And it's exactly what I needed to hear right now. And 
I feel like because it is, it's fresh on my mind. Like I, I'm able to help people with it in a way that I will probably shift what I'm doing at some point, you know, will I be working with quarter life crisis when I'm 45? I don't know. That seems <laughs> maybe like it will be something I've outgrown at that point. But I think the goal of what I'm doing regardless is to just reconnect with yourself on the soul level and follow your curiosities and stay open-minded and open-hearted throughout the process. And I think that can evolve into so many different iterations of quote unquote work, you know, the way that I decide to present it to the world and share it with people. But yeah, I think I'm coming from a place of authenticity and, and true passion like this this does feel like what i meant to be doing right now whether it's what i'm doing forever well thank you for rising to the occasion on that question because it, it wasn't asking it i think you're very welcome and what i love about about the way you presented it was you were honest about where you're at it's like i've said on here before i've been a past life regression since 2016 now, that doesn't mean that someone who's been doing it since 2014 or 20, 2010, even 1995, is necessarily better than me. I mean, yeah, maybe they have more experience, but that also doesn't mean that someone who's been doing it since 2020 is not as good as I am because they could very well be better than I am at it. But I think it's important to be honest about where you are in your journey. So the way I present myself is a past life regressionist who's been doing this since 2016. Not a past life regression. She's been doing this since 2014. Not as one who's been doing this since 2018. And so on and so forth. It's just being honest about where I am in my journey. And I think that that's so important when people are looking for practitioners to work with is who's just being real with you because you're not presenting yourself as, yeah, I've written 17 books on this. I am the leading authority on the quarter life crisis. Listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. No, you're just coming out here even saying, yeah, I'm at the tail end of it right now. I know where I'm at. I'm being real about it. I'm acknowledging it. So broken record time. I think that that is so important. So everyone listening, please just absorb that right now. Whether it's me or Claire or whoever the fuck it is. Just look for the person who's going to be real with you about where they are in their journey. Claire, you got the floor. <laughs> I don't even know what to say after that. I feel like you need to mic drop. It's, Thank uh, you. It's, you know, my mic is securely fastened You're on, like, I, on I this don't, mic arm. So I'm not mic dropping on the podcast. It won't sound very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, I appreciate that. And I so agree. It's like, all, all I can offer you is my experience and my insight on yours. And, you know, May, may that evolve over time as I gain more experience. And that's that's where I'm at. <laughs> and that's the beauty of it. That's why it's fun for me and for my clients, I think. We both are enjoying that. Well, with that said, then, let's talk a little bit about what you offer. Yeah. So I, as you probably got the gist of from the beginning of this podcast, love astrology. That was part of my own quarter life crisis, self-validation, understanding myself on that deeper, more cosmic level journey. 
my, my astrology as well as my human design, um, falling down those rabbit holes was a big propeller to bring me to the next steps of like, oh, I actually want to do something with this. They were things that got me to the point of I was getting enough people asking me questions on it every single day <laughs> about, hey, why am I in a weird mood today or, you know, whatever it is. And I was like, oh, there's, there's something to this. And, you know, in the background, I'm on my own journey of figuring out my purpose. And I created this discover your purpose program. And, and purpose is a word that's like way overused, but the point is it's finding what you actually like to do, what you actually are here to bring to this world, to make your life better and make the world a better place. That's in my opinion, what it is. And I use astrology and human design to help people connect with themselves, help people know themselves better. That's where we start. And then we basically take it from there and, and tie what we learned from those readings to figure out, hey, what, what are you ignoring from that, from who you really are in your life today? And what are you really doing that's completely out of alignment from that? Because that's probably where we should start to look. And, you know, going a little bit deeper from there, when did this start? You know, I, I try not to make it therapy. I know my place. I know that's not what I'm here for. And I think that's where the experience comes in. I have, I went down many, many rabbit holes. I tried many modalities myself. And that's where I just offer what I can and provide resources for them to explore on their own and see what resonates for them to, to go deeper and figure out their next steps and also their past steps. Who was I? Why did this start? When did this start? All of that stuff. So it's all covered in the process and the way it's approached is totally different <laughs> with every single person. Um, but ultimately we land on, okay, once we've done all that digging up, now we've got space. Like what can we do now with what we do know about you, with what we are figuring out that you actually do like, and maybe you haven't been, ready to explore yet, how can we bring more of that in? And really I, I leave people with tips and tools of how to stay connected with themselves because they're gonna evolve. They're not gonna be the same person they, they are while they're working with me 10 years from now. They're gonna be a different version of themselves. So the key is not for them to leave as this like completely different person though they, they usually do. It's, it's for them to, have some direction, have some clarity on like the next steps they can take to actually get their life to a place that they're wanting to live it. <laughs> they're not just like on autopilot wondering what they're even doing every single day. And, and ultimately if and when a quarter or a midlife crisis happens or something comes up down the line where they are starting to feel this offness for lack of a better word later in life they can they know what tools that worked for them that they can pull out and, and help them get back to center how long are your programs four months because it's a season is how i like to see it it's like we're gonna treat this like a season of your life and often it it extends <laughs> is it weekly or bi-weekly bi-weekly monthly yeah, it's every other week we've got a call um, and I give them some like homework assignments, if you will, in between to help do that digging and figure out how to actually connect with themselves and, and keep going deeper and deeper. It really is that like 
peeling of the layers. Cool. Well, thank you for sharing all that. And do you have any final thoughts before we sign off? I don't think so. All right. Where can everyone reach you? Yeah, everyone can reach me at my website. It's just my name, clairecompagna.com. I'm sure it'll be in the show notes so you don't have to figure out how to spell that. <laughs> well, just in case I forget to put it in there. C-A-M-P-A-G-N-A. It's like lasagna. Uh, and then my Instagram is just Claire period Campania. And I also have a podcast called Allow Me to Claire, if I spelled C-L-A-I-R-E dash I-F-Y. See what she did there? So smart. <laughs> <laughs> so Aquarius of me. I, I appreciate that because... I mean, speaking as someone who is a couple minutes away or a couple minutes. Yeah. Wait. Well, yeah. What was the way I phrased it? A couple minutes away from being a Pisces rising mm-hmm. or maybe that's the way I should have phrased it. I'm someone who's a couple minutes away from being a Pisces rising. I think it's cool. That I is the best way for that. me to put it for now. <laughs> We're going to leave it at that. <laughs> What's your rising sign? I'm a couple minutes away from being a Pisces rising. That'll get people scratching their heads, except Aquarius's. They would know exactly what that meant. Because <laughs> then I would say, because Pisces is the second best, along with 10 others, because all signs are created equal, except, except. for Aquarius rising. Look, you know, Taurus rising is cool too. I don't mind. I am like so on board with Aquarius rising winning the race. I'm okay with it. You My Aquarius it. nature is like, no, that's fine. Taurus rising is fun but you know i wish i wasn't as lazy as i am so <laughs> there you go Excuse there's my downfall you? of being a taurus rising <laughs> no i don't think taurus suns have it the way that risings do okay i feel right, like risings are they get that stick more than the suns do personally my sister's a taurus son she's like the least lazy person i've ever met in my life i hit all of those stereotypes of taurus and she hits none of them yeah i'm I'm more of more of a few minutes away Pisces rising than I am. I mean, even though as we were talking about before, I have four placements in Taurus, and I'm more of a four minutes away from Pisces than I am Taurus. Although I can see it in my communication style because I have my Mercury in Taurus. Yeah, I can see it in my Moon in Taurus as well. I can see it a bit in the Sun because all the examples I use are food examples when I'm bringing things up. I'm trying to stray away from that and bring in real life examples because, I mean, there's only so many times I can talk about carbs. Oh, you know, I appreciate that. It's a Taurus rising. I only speak in food analogies as well. You see, you get it. I so get yeah. it. We're clearly like on the same wavelength over here with all of this Aquarian Taurus energy going on. Yeah, that's why I think you're cool. Same. Sorry, hey. everyone, if you're not on board and you are not these signs. Very Aquarius of you. Of course, I would make it all about me. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for coming on. And yeah, everyone check out Claire. And yay. Yay. Fellow time travelers, your journey through time awaits you. Just want to thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. And if you're interested in discovering who, when, and where you have been throughout time, you'd like to book a session with me just go ahead and send me a message on instagram at the past life regressionist or you can reach me through my website yourpastliferegressionist.com
Hey, time traveler. Are you trying to learn your birth chart and you're struggling through all those confusing layers of signs, houses, planets, degrees, aspects? I have a four-level self-paced course that makes this process so much clearer. Hi, I'm Danny. I'm that witch next door. I'm an instructor and mentor for folks like you that are trying to learn all of this trendy new astrological information for themselves and their own lives. Each level of my course is specifically designed to dive deep into the chart and help make sense of all those different parts and pieces. I developed this course to directly improve all the problems that I personally encountered on my journey to learning my own birth chart so that you don't have to. All of the information is presented in a way that is digestible and set up to promote the most effective retention and set you up for real success. By the end of our last level, you'll be ready to practice interpreting the transits and the aspects for yourself. You can visit thatwitchnextdoor.com slash astrology for more information and to order yours today. You can also use code Time to learn for a 10% discount off of your bundle today. This is my way of saying thank you so much for being part of the Timeless Spirituality community. I enjoy working with all of you so much that listen to me over on That Witch Podcast. So don't forget, if you're struggling to learn your birth chart, you want to finally make sense of all of this, visit thatwitchnextdoor.com slash astrology and use code time to learn for 10% off at checkout. Thank you so much, time traveler. Thank you, Daniel, the past life regressionist. And I'll see you all in class.